What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit. I am your host, Lucky, or Mental Health Casual, whatever you guys prefer to call me. And today, as usual, uh, for anybody that is new to this, basically what I do is I take three separate subreddits and try and impart some of my quote-unquote knowledge, um, if you want to call it that, uh, or just give advice, or you know, even just sit there and listen. You know, I mean, I, I've been learning a lot about these subreddits. I've learned. I mean, within the last two days about uh, that people with Asperger's get me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it, you know, it's kind of funny when you, you, you think about like some of your, um, your mental tendencies and stuff and you start to realize like, oh, you actually overlap with some of these people in some ways. So, uh, yeah, so today the three subreds we're going to be looking at are first crippling alcoholism uh, leaves, which is to uh, people trying to quit marijuana. Um, and then last one will be PTSD. I think that's a new one for us, but I, I can't be sure. I've done so many of these, uh, but definitely one I haven't done in a while. So let us take a look at this. Um, let's see. Another morning in paradise. Oh, actually, this is a pretty long one. Uh, well, let's read it. Wake up bleary, blurry eyed. Uh, check the fridge. No beer. Check everywhere else. I might have carried beer. It's still no beer. Fuck. I need one, but a lot, but last night me needed it. Uh, but last night me needed it more. Apparently check time, seven fifteen AM fuck two hours of misery to go load up the bong smoke, repeat several times while browsing Reddit. Ugh, dude, this sounds so much like me at one point in my life. 9 AM rolls around. I'm high enough to be paranoid about driving resume. I resume reading Reddit, but more painfully 10, 15, uh, comes by, make sure there's no weed in my pockets, chug some water, drive to my favorite Oasis, the gas station, half a mile away. A few spots are open, but it's a tight parking lot. Pull up to, to a pump rather than a spot. You pull up to the pump aside from me um, and hurry into the store. Looking just as disheveled as me, I'm busy ch cussing out my phone for dying. I take a bit longer to go in. I want the beers. I walk to the beer section. You already grabbed your 30-pack of shitty cheap, uh, shitty, cheap beer. I go to grab mine. As I'm walking to the joint in the line, we share a glance and a quick nod. We share an understanding, it seems. We pay for our poor choices and get back to our cars. I light up a cig you look, and you look over. You just let yours and glance as well, as well. Give one more quick nod after pulling out, me right behind. When we reach the, the road, you take a left, I take a right. Both off to spend another morning in paradise. That is, wow, that's a really good fucking, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to, um, I don't mean to, uh, belittle that experience but that is a fucking that is a really good story um slash i mean it kind of goes in the same form as like a free form poem too i mean that's really good and you know i mean i can relate to this a lot you know waking up on a day off and just being like all right how quick can i get drunk i mean dude i loved getting day drunk i mean for people that don't know that are not from that world day drunk is exactly what it sounds like it's literally you get drunk during the day um and you know typically you you typically end up like passing out at i don't know what i used to do is i pa i'd pass or like i'd probably like stop drinking at like six or seven but if i stopped drinking i mean i there just wouldn't be any beer around and i'd just be playing fucking video games or something like that so um yeah it's pretty uh it's just fucking relatable man um um haha it's not liver failure i've got shingles okay um so a while back, I started to get a massive stabbing pain so bad it woke me up at night. I figured it was time. Female 35, been a heavy drinker for a few years. And yet, even though I've attempted suicide and all I was and 
all i wasn't ready to go so i prayed and all to please not let me die and i would never drink again obviously the next thing i did was drink but still i didn't want to go see a doctor a few days later welts popped up and and lo and behold i've got fucking shingles how pirate how uh piratey does that sound scurvy next chair chairs i guess is cheers something like that um yeah and uh, one thing that i want to remind people is women and men have different uh uh have different alcohol tolerances um i can't remember exactly where i read it but uh there are for some reason women uh yeah, so women's bodies also react differently to alcohol than men's bodies. That means women face particular health risks from alcohol. Women who drink beyond moderate levels can face a variety of health risks. Women typically start to have alcohol-related problems at lower drinking levels than men. Um, I forget what it is. Some shit. It was somewhere that I heard. I think it was maybe like Dr. Drew or somebody. But like somebody actually said they, they lack a, a specific protein that allows them to drink alcohol at high. I mean, not that we like as men should do it, right? It's not good. Um, but that makes us more tolerant to it to the point where we can drink it a lot more. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it can be, it can be really, it can be especially rough to women. Although for, typically what I hear is that women are less addicted to substances but they're more addicted to like love type things. So they like women more often than not are going to be addicted to to porn and se- or not porn in particular, but sex. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, I'd have to read those numbers again. But um, yeah, good luck with that. Um, anyone else having a disgusting insect drinking history? What? Mine was the summer of 2017. It was 2.30 a.m. I sat shit faced on my front porch. I watched my dogs lay in the grass under a bright full moon. I got up to go inside to get another beer. When I got back outside to my chair and with said beer, I found I already had a beer standing in my chair. So I now I had two beers, an old and a new. Score. You've been there. The old beer was 50% full, a tad sweaty, but it's still cool in temperature. Plan, uh, chug old one, crack new one. I took a big chug and huge recently dead cockroach cascaded into my mouth. I spit it out along with the Guinness, which made the roach better, uh, batter extra thick and foamy. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, um, it is. Uh, I don't think I've ever had that happen with with alcohol. I've definitely had it happen with uh, like when you have a, a soda, especially like with uh, uh, like a fly or something like that is trying to get the at the sugar and shit. Um, but man, dude, that's a cockroach, dude. Ugh, oh, man, that is that is wild. A uh, shout out to animals. You never you ever get drunk and look over at your pet and they're just staring at you with pure love in their eyes. No judgment, no disappointment, no resentment, just good vibes. Maybe they're hungry. I don't maybe they're hungry. I don't know. <laughs> that went down a different path than I thought there was. I was gonna go to. Uh their stu- their silly, stupid, cute little faces really get me emotional. So dumb, so pure. What's the name of your pets? If you don't have one, what animal would you get and what would you name it? Well, my my dog is named Gracie and uh yeah, I mean, when I used to get really, really fucking drunk or hammered or high, I mean, my dog, my, I used to have this big dog, uh, Angus, who was a German Shepherd lab mix, and he used to always just sit there and look at me. Um, it was really, you know, you know, classic uh, lab look. He, he had more of a face of a lab, but he had the coloring of a she- of a she- German Shepherd, and used to just look at me and you know sit there and just like be like, 
be like, so we chilling or what? Okay, so we chilling, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's tough when you have thing you have um you know kids or anything like that. I mean, I don't have kids in particular, but um, I can understand why you know people with kids would have to really think about you know maybe I have to quit. You know, um, it's it's uh, but it sucks, man. Let's read one more here. Uh, who else takes a bottle of vodka at bed, to bed at night and by by the time to get up, it's at least a quarter gone. Anyone else for uh, waking up at night just so you can drink yourself unconscious again one to two times through the night? I like to bring cookies and vodka and wake up at 3 a.m., get sauced, go back to bed and wake up again at 7 and do it again. Um, never been that much. Uh, typically, I was more of a binge drinker, so I just did it all in one sitting and then would reap the... I don't want to say rewards, but reap the uh, the consequences the next uh, live. The consequences, I guess, would be a better term uh, the next day and just, you know, sit there and think about all my life decisions and say, oh, man, I got to stop this. And then, you know, somebody would hit me up. Hey, time, time to go to the, the bar. Fuck yeah, let's do it. So, you know, it just starts a cycle that is really tough to get out of because especially when you because let's 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 face it right you're making friends that are that are in that life right so they just want to go out just want to do this just want to do that so yeah it's tough man uh so yeah now we're going over to the leave subreddit so this is people trying to quit marijuana so so i'm basically sherlock freaking Holmes right now um daughter loses her favorite shoes she looks all over the house and then i'm like Let's take these new cognitive abilities out for a spin. Okay, I remember you weren't wearing them yesterday because I complimented you on your on your other shoes that you were wearing. And I remember that in the past couple of days, you said, Mom, how funny. I forgot to take my shoes off downstairs. And then I remembered that you had created a private office in your closet for doing general craft type of activities. Are they in your closet? Daughter runs upstairs, shrieks, and now regards me as heightened respect. I feel like a wizard. So, yeah, it's uh, typically... I mean, I, I've never had anything like that happen, but, you know, all of a sudden people get really inquisitive when they're on pot because uh, their natural inhibitions to get because probably under normal circumstances, I'm guessing maybe that guy would have just been like, ah, oh, I mean, where's the last place you saw him? Right. But then when you end up, uh, you know, all of a sudden when you end up uh, high and high as fuck, right, you end up just wanting to solve the world's problem you know all the world's problems you know i remember my uh what was i was doing a podcast with one of my friends and uh, he was mentioning that uh, one of our mutual friends did like a really high, he, he was just smoking weed and doing a he posted something on like instagram or something like that he's just like yo if the world had more of this they'd have peace you know typical stoner post but that's what they all say right it's like oh if the world was as high as fuck you know there'd be fucking peace you know that real typical stoner shit that like like you can you it like okay it kind of makes sense right but then we'd all just be like chilling too much so you know and there are going to be people that are going to be addicted to it just like i did so uh let's see anyway uh let's go to the next one uh is this one a book uh shit okay let's check this one out uh six years clean don't rationalize your addiction to yourself for another day if you hear, then you're you've at least got uh, the wherewithal to acknowledge to yourself that your your marijuana use has morphed into an addiction that's adversely impacting your life. On the surface, that should be enough right there you, uh, for you to quit. But your mind isn't going to let you off the hook that easy. 
Marijuana addicts are different from addicts of all other more socially stigmatized and dangerous drugs because their deterioration is occurring at a substantially lower rate. Wow. Okay, actually, very good point right there. Uh, let me read the rest of this paragraph before I, I, I cut into my own experience. So the point that on a day-to-day basis, it may even be hard to see. It's only when you reflect back on months or years at a time that you begin to see what your addiction has taken from you. Drive, spirit, personality, people. Um, yeah, so this is the problem. That was the main problem with marijuana for me is, right? Because you don't see it like day to day, right? You don't get like shit face drunk and, you know, do that kind of thing. It's uh, it's more gradual than that. After a while, you start to see like, oh, all the stuff that I wanted to do, I kind of didn't do because of weed, you know? I remember I didn't want to move to Texas at one point because I was like, oh, but weed's legal over there. I don't want to be in a place where weed's legal. And all of a sudden I realized it's like, oh, that's kind of weird that, you know, that's why I don't want to move to a place where it's cheaper and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, it's getting up there not right now, but, you know, uh, because I didn't I just didn't want to go to a place where I would get arrested for weed like that. And, you know, all of a sudden I just started realizing like, wow, this is. This is rough, man. This is, uh, you know, all of a sudden you start to realize like you're not hanging out as much because it's like, oh, only people that smoke I hang out with. Um, now, granted, I did I did hang out with people that didn't smoke, but then they drank. They drank too. So, um, yeah, you start to realize over the years how much time you waste with with weed. Um, in in my case, you know, I'm not saying everybody. You know, if you smoke a joint on the weekends. Um, I don't know if you smoke a bong on the weekend, you know, anything like that. If you can smoke in moderation, good for you guys, but um, just not exactly my cup of tea. I'm all about extremes and that's kind of where I went to. So addicts of all kinds will justify their use to themselves. But marijuana addicts take it to a new level from pop culture references. So Seth Rogen becoming successful. So can I. OK, fuck. Yeah, that's definitely something that's happened to the fundamentally untrue creative myth. There are million uh, creativity myth. Yeah. So the, the the myth is you're more creative when you're high. Um, you're just more willing to do things when you're high, uh, like artistically. It doesn't mean they sound great and doesn't mean that you're going to see them to full fruition. So there is that there are a million different ways that you can tell yourself that your problems do not boil down to your marijuana use. Rather, it's something else in your life that needs tweaking. Exactly right. You try and you try and scapegoat something else. You know, you're trying to you're trying to make all these different enemies in your life like, oh, it's probably my negative friends. It's probably my uh, you know, I definitely I should probably be working out more. And those might be true, but you're you're forgetting it all about your marijuana use that has been um that has been crippling you as well right you forget about the main things that are you know oh my god i'm so anxious all the time but you're smoking weed you know i mean if anything you should be doing things high in cbd so things that don't get you high um and so that's always that's always the the problem i have with with people that smoke is like oh yeah but it's it's a medicine right and it's like yeah the cbd is typically a medicine and if you would if you guys didn't like if you didn't like to get high or if you you believe that yourself, you wouldn't be getting as high as you are because THC and CBD counteract each other. So the more CBD is in something, the less THC is in it. The more THC is in something, the less CBD is in it. So um, so, yeah, if you if you believe that yourself, you'd be doing CBD oils. And I have no problem with those because those are very those are less addictive and they're anti-inflammatory. But the THC is where the psychoactive properties come in. So. Um, that's why I never liked about the arguments of, of, of it being medicine. It's like, oh, yeah, but this is this is fucking medicine right here. It's like, no, that's you getting fucking bl- blitzed out of your mind. 
Uh, let's keep going. Don't wait as long as I did to look at myself, to look at myself honestly in the mirror and address the root of most of my problems. I could spend 10,000 more words reflecting back on how, how a popular, interactive and ambitious kid was reduced to a shell of himself because he'd rather spend time in his apartment getting high and then stepping out of his comfort zone and seeing what sorts of potential could be unlocked. That potential is there for all of you, but not all of you are going to unlock it. It takes someone incredibly determined and fully awake to come at, uh, come to that realization that your problems are a manifestation of your addiction. And more importantly, the problems that aren't, that can't, that, uh, that can't be addressed properly because retreating back into a bull or, or a dab is not an effective method of coping. Uh, real, uh, actually, let me tell you after this, step into the next chapter of your life and don't waste as many crucial years as I did. I'm telling you life is better on the other side. Um, so people, for people that don't know what a dab is, it's, uh, it is not just a, you know, that thing, what do you, when you put your arms to the left or the right and you put your head down, um, it's not just that it is a, a form of, uh, smoking that is typically, uh, it's, it's more concentrated, uh, marijuana, uh, my friend used to used to used to do it all the time. Basically, he actually used to make it. He used to um, he used like a pressing machine and then you'd heat it up to a certain degree. And man, that thing would get you fucking blitzed, man. I remember I went to school, uh, I went to college one time when I after I did that. And dude, even the philosophy professor couldn't like deal with me, dude. He, he I feel like either he knew that I was high or he was like, I don't know, this kid's kind of being a fucking idiot right now. Like he, he actually went around the it, so what he would do is he'd have us write something every day and then he'd ask us to expand upon what we said, like to basically summarize what we say and then explain it to him. And I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. But, you know, I said I, you know, he came up to me and I was like, fuck, why are you why did you come up to me? No, don't do it. Don't come up to me. Uh, and he came up to me and he was just like uh, he was like, oh, he's like, uh, oh, yeah. So lucky. What did you write? And. I think I just did such a terrible job, dude. And then halfway through, he just kind of walked away. He didn't even like acknowledge what I said. He just like walked away. And I was like, oh, all right. Later, so, later, professor, you know, just went over to somebody else. And so, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it can be rough, man. And I feel like a lot of people that are stuck in that cycle are maybe just don't see it as much, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, marijuana is one marijuana is one of the toughest things to, for me to quit. Alcohol, funny enough, was not the toughest thing for me to quit. Um, once I quit, it just it went pretty easily. But marijuana was fucking tough, especially in the Bay Area, man. That was yeah, that was rough. Uh, let's go over to PTSD, the PTSD subreddit. Uh, my therapist said I disassociate a lot. How can I stop this? Apparently, it happens all the time and I feel so bad she has to put up with it. How do I stop this? I've never really noticed it until she pointed it out. Um, you know, I I tend to disassociate sometimes. Um, typically, it's for coping reasons. Um, and, you know, typically when you're disassociating, it can come a lot to it can, you know, it can be like really anything. You know, it could be, uh, you know, you're disassociating from your yourself or uh, for, for yourself from like somebody else or from a person. Right. Um, you know, it, there, there's a lot of different ways to disassociate yourself from things. Uh, typically what I what I like to do and listen, I like, like I said, this is a typical coping mechanism. Right. I mean, this is where things that I, I don't know how like proven this is, but like, you know, uh, uh, multiple personalities disorders. This is typically like if you want to talk about dissociative disorders or anything like that, like that's that's in like the most popular one that I've heard. 
Um, but you know, I, I would just say a, don't feel bad about it and B, uh, you know, that's what you're in therapy for, right? That's what you're, you're in therapy to learn how to stop disassociating with things. Right. Um, typically this happens whenever I'll, I'll give you an example. Typically this happens whenever I'm triggered or something like that. A lot of times what happens is, I mean, a good example would be, uh, like recently my, or not recently, like a, a month ago or so. Uh, my my pastor was in the hospital and it was weird because I just disassociated myself with it until I didn't like I disassociated myself. I was just like, oh, like I was comforting people at church. I was like, yeah, you know, things happen, all that stuff. But then afterwards, I just completely like fell into a hole, man. It was, it was weird. I was just like, oh, my God, what the fuck happened? You know, I, I thought I was OK with this. And, you know, it's weird how my body does that. Like, literally, I'll be in I guess you could call it shock for maybe like three hours, sometimes even a day. And then the next day I'll just be like, what is going on? You know, just everything will come in like a flood and I'll be like, fuck. Um, but, um, yeah, this is, it's, it's rough, man. Um, so let's read up uh, physical PTSD symptoms. My PTSD stems from sexual trauma. And over the last few months, I keep getting leg spasms where my legs sort of like twitch or feel like they're trying to clamp together for a second. I keep having really short flashbacks, and when I do this, happen, uh, this happens. Anyone else experience this? How, anyone know how I can make it stop? Um, so this is a somatic symptom. So somatic just means that you're um, – it's a somatic psychosymptom, so it's, it's a mind-body connection type thing. Um, a treatment that would probably help you out would be something like EMDR, eye movement desensitization, and reprocessing. I finally got that right on the first try. Thank God. Um, but uh, typically what I like to do is so if you if you are seeing a therapist, make sure it is somebody in the somatic psychotherapy field, because if you get somebody in the dialectical behavioral field or somebody that wants you to talk about it like a story kind of thing, um, I don't think it's nearly as effective as some of the somatic uh, psychotherapies because. What happens is, you know, you you store trauma up in your body and it comes in different forms, right? Like one of the things that I do a lot is I, um, I tense up a little bit. Um, typically my abs or my, I mean, if I had abs, uh, typically my stomach or my, uh, sometimes my arms because it's like I'm getting ready to punch or yeah, my fists as well because I'm getting ready to like punch a wall or something like that. Um, it's more, it's better for you to not judge the things. I mean, I can tell you some things that I did that helped me out, but ultimately therapy is going to be the best thing. Some type of somatic psychotherapy, uh, whether it be EMDR or anything like that. But I would just say that, uh, that, uh, for me, all I did was, would notice these things happen. Once you put a flashlight on it, it's kind of like a, uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, like a shy theater kid. I mean, that's the best way I can kind of describe it. Like once you shed a light on it, it's just like, Oh my God, like, don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. And then it just kind of runs away. Whereas if you're judging it, that gives it even more power and it stops being a shy theater kid. It becomes, you know, this empowered thing because you're empowering it. You're kind of letting it know like, Hey, you're doing something right. Even though it does, it doesn't really, it doesn't really know that you're trying to make it stop. It just feels the, it just feels the uh, tension and then you're tensing more. So 
just just noticing it and not uh, not reacting to it is probably the best uh, advice that I can give to you. And by not reacting to it, I don't mean like being like uh, being like this isn't happening. Like, no, it's not happening. Uh, that's even worse. That's disassociating yourself. Right. Um, but just seeing it happen and and realizing what's going on, being self-aware is uh, a good a good starting point. But once again, I would say something like an EMDR therapy or um, anything, uh, anything like that. How do I deal with anxiety of potential triggers? Hey, everyone, I hope you're all doing well so far. I'm pretty stable at the moment, even though I've been through hell this whole year. The PTSD symptoms have gotten better uh, over time thanks to therapy, but I'm always scared that I'll get triggered again. That's why I avoid certain places, see, uh, scents, etc. It's always in the back of my mind that these triggers still exist and it's only a matter of time until they affect me again. Does anyone else here experience it? How do you deal with it? Um, yeah, so triggers, a lot of tr my triggers happen with, uh, some type of father figure. I was just watching, oh shit, I don't know if I can say this one cause it's a spoiler for a series. So, um, okay, let me just tell you a little bit. So in, in, in this uh, series called Invincible on Amazon Prime, very brutal, uh, animation in it. So if you're not cool with gore, then, you know, maybe don't watch it. Uh, but there's a lot of father son, uh, back and forth in that. And there's a couple scenes in there that like brought me back to like when, you know, me and my dad uh, used to have our problems and stuff. Uh, so little things like that. But um, deal, I think dealing with potential triggers is is uh, one of the best things is exposure therapy. So basically exposing yourself in short doses um, over time. So when you say you're trying to avoid certain places, so it depends on what you're saying. OK. So let's say you are an alcoholic, right? And you say, okay, I don't want to go to bars or anything like that. Cool. That is actually completely understandable. I get that. Um, but let's say you are afraid of grocery stores. Well, grocery stores are actually very common and very like a, a place that you need to go to at some point in your life. Now, granted, with a lot of the delivery things now, I mean, maybe you don't, um, but just my opinion on that. Uh, you know, if it is something that you can't, that is hard to avoid, maybe you should go, go check it out. Um, and typically what I would do is like, uh, to give you an example of this, like, let's say you're afraid of the grocery store again. Right. Um, what I would do is drive to like, let's say, let's say maybe you're on your, on, on your way to work or something like that. You drive into the parking lot of the store. You just park there, wait there for maybe like two minutes and then drive away. Like that's all you do, right? So you you're, you get to the you get to the point where your actions are getting you to the place of the grocery store. And you leave, okay, and then eventually maybe it's like, oh, you know, you go you go with a plan. Okay, I just need bananas. Okay, go to the banana section, get them, go there. You know, maybe lines aren't your thing. Okay, uh, so maybe you you wait around a little bit. I mean, this is my thing, right? I fucking hate lines. Um, so much so that just because I feel like sometimes when they get too long, they're in the way of traffic, uh, you know, the, the, the foot traffic. And sometimes I'll just be like, I'll be walking around aisles looking for things that I don't even fucking need. And then I'll just be like, all right, time to go to, uh, you know, time to go over here to uh, this place. And then uh, this place. Oh, that line looks like it's getting better. OK, now we can go. So it's not like I don't have any of this, uh, this stuff with. Uh, with this but uh yeah man um let's see uh 
It won't leave me alone. I'm 14 and I was sexually assaulted when I was 11. Only late 2019 did the memories start to come back and I realized what happened. Since then, I developed PTSD and I've been able to fight it for, mo for the most part, but I'm not sure if I can anymore. I've been trying for so long and I want to live, but it's getting so hard. Today was really bad. I don't know what to do because I want to stay alive, but I can't keep going through this never ending cycle of trauma. I just want it to go away, but it's always there. I don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, this would go again to something with somatic psychotherapy. Cause once again, I don't think you're trying, you shouldn't be trying to fight your PTSD. You should be, uh, trying to get closure from it. Right. Um, same thing like with my dad, right? Like I, it, I shouldn't have been trying to fight him for so long. I should have actually been just trying to get some type of closure or, um, you know, get to some under understanding of him, uh, of him acknowledging me or anything like that. I mean, granted you can't, uh, you can't like control that, but at the same time, you know, fighting it is only going to make it stronger. It's, it's very like, I, I put it like this way, right? So anytime you start a movement in life, be prepared for there to be an opposition to your movement. Okay. It always happens, right? There's Democrats and Republicans. There's, uh, the anti-psychiatry subreddit and the psychiatrist, you know, there's always going to be a pushback to something. There's a religion, there's a religious and atheist, right? Always going to be some type of opposing viewpoint, no matter what you do. Okay. And so the more you, you fight this thing, I, the, the more power you give it as you go along, accepting what has happened, uh, dealing with it through some type of somatic psychotherapy, um, and, you know, forgiving yourself for going through that are going to be some key things that you're gonna have to do. Um, as you go along once again you're very young so you know good luck with that it's very tough uh, when you're young but uh you know it's better to do it now than when you're older so um as always guys i'll have all these three subreddits in the description box down below if you guys want to become a part of these communities or even answer some of these questions on your own uh you can check out all things casual in our link tree in the description box down below also you can email me at any time at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or questions but as always guys don't forget to keep it casual.